This is the Robert's Wish Podcast. Hi, this is Ginny Saraswati hosting the Robert's Wish podcast today, filling in for Lisa Hunter. I'm joined by Melissa Wilson, who is a fellow podcast host. So I'm excited that there's someone who's joining us with outstanding audio equipment, but she's also the founder of thegrassgetsgreener.com. So Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Melissa, you've got quite an interesting story. I was reading up about you before this interview, and you're obviously a coach, and your mission is to empower survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. Now, if we are to go back in time, some people suffer abuse to various degrees. Obviously, Robert's Wish, we focus primarily on bullying and, you know, offering services and resources to those parents and children who are affected by this. I'd like to know about your personal story. Clearly, this is something that is quite important to you. That's why you've endeavoured to create something like this to help people and children who've gone through this sort of trauma. Can you tell us a little bit about your personal story? Sure. And and that's right, Jenny. I mean, it is important to me because of what I've gone through in my past. And basically, so, you know, I, I experienced bullying at school and it started in middle school. So it was seventh and eighth grades elementary school was was pretty good for me and you know what happened was when i went into middle school i went into a school where everyone had already kind of been together um since i don't know if it was i think it was kindergarten everyone you know kind of knew each other and you know we're all just just in a, a tight knit uh, tight knit group together and you know here i was kind of this outsider coming into this school and you know, I think that kind of that alone, you know, made me stand out, made me a target. And I, from, you know, as much as I can remember, I was, you know, started getting bullied kind of right from the beginning of my time there. And, you know, it was, it's, was, it was name calling. It was, you know, some physical bullying as well, um, had things thrown at me, spilled on me. And this would go on, you know, every day two years. Um, and I really got no break from it. And it kind of, you know, just, it was really everyone that, you know, I was in the class with taking part in it. And I think, you know, part of it was because it was a situation of either, you know, bully or get bullied. You know, I think there was a lot of peer pressure there at that time. And, you know, sadly, I mean, it, it would happen in front of the teachers and nothing was ever done about it. And I think that, you know, kind of sent a message to me that I was really on my own to deal with it and that I I had no one to turn to because, you know, I mean, if I had teachers seeing it and and not doing anything, um, you know, it's like, well, who was I, who was I going to be able to turn to and and help? And so, you know, and this just, it continued. And even, you know, I would, thankfully, you know, at the time when this happened, there wasn't really cyberbullying going on. We didn't have 24-7 access to social media and stuff. And so, I, you know, I'd get a break from it when I went home, which was probably, you know, a saving grace for me. But, it, you know, I just, I felt like I couldn't even, when I left school too, you know, I felt like uh, if I mentioned anything to my mother, she was going to go in there and make the situation worse. And I felt like, you know, any little thing that 
made me kind of stand out, made me different, was just going to give them another reason to bully me. Yeah. And there were times, you know, I came from a very kind of a, yeah, I came from, you know, an overprotective home and my mother was, was very, you know, careful about what I was exposed to and things I did. And, you know, there were, I think, you know, the kids knew that and they saw how I was kind of sheltered and they used that against me as well. And there were a couple of incidences that happened where, you know, one was, you know, they were going to be showing some controversial film and my mother didn't want me to see it. And so, you know, while everyone is in class watching the film, I'm in another, you know, in the computer room, I think, doing my own. And then there was another time where there was a school trip and I don't recall if it was just for the day or if it was for overnight, but, you know, my mother didn't want me to go on that trip. And so it was just things like that that kind of, you know, made me stand out even more, kind of added fuel to the fire for the bullies. And yeah, so that, that was really my experience. And just having that happen, you know, every day for two years was just really impactful for me, especially at that age. Melissa, there's some things in your stories that I can certainly relate to. I had a very, very overprotective mother. I don't know if it's because she was Sri Lankan or because I was one of her only two daughters, but, and obviously there were some childhood experiences that happened to me that probably made her a little bit more overprotective. But certainly when you said that, you know, there were certain films that you weren't allowed to watch and certain school trips you weren't allowed to go on, I wasn't allowed to go to my sixth grade camp because my mother was very anxious that something would happen to me mysteriously overnight and that obviously made people and kids at my primary school think that I was a little bit weird. I didn't experience bullying to the extent that you did, but there were like subtle jabs here and there for when I was growing up as well from from fellow peers. I'm really looking at all these experiences and and really hearing what you've gone through. And I'm wondering too, in hindsight, now that you kind of look back on this experience, I want to talk about the teachers. The fact that the teachers didn't, one, do anything while you were suffering, why do you think they were behaving in that way? Or why do you think that was the response from them? I wish I knew, right? I mean, I really, I, I don't know. I mean, that's something that I've, I've certainly thought about since then and, you know, just trying to understand it. And I don't know. I don't know if maybe, I mean, I, I hate to really speculate, but I mean, I don't know if they just didn't think it was serious enough or I don't know. Truly, I don't know. And it's definitely been a, a mystery to me. Yeah. I, I just was curious about that because sometimes I feel that teachers don't do anything. And, and my partner had a similar experience where, you know, this boy at school was given out cupcakes for his birthday and she didn't get one. And the teacher saw that and didn't say anything. And I'm just wondering where that fear comes from, from the teachers of not saying anything and not really sticking up for the student. Cause that's, that's actually something that needs to be talked about. Yeah. And maybe they didn't know what to do. Right. I mean, yeah. I, there yeah. wasn't a lot of, you know, education around bullying prevention at that time in schools. And this was like 20 years ago or so. And so maybe, you know, that they didn't know what to do. I don't know. Maybe, you know, me being the outsider, maybe they were just kind of, uh, I, I don't know, you know, trying to give the benefit of the doubt to those that they had known for longer than me. I'm not sure. I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, that's obviously if we can get your teachers on the podcast, we can <laughs> ask them directly what's up and what was going on there. I guess your story, Melissa, you were you were bullied to a point and, you know, unfortunately there was physical bullying involved as well. And, you know, you've created this coaching service to those who've gone through childhood trauma. Have you seen some similarities in experiences of bullying and the effects of childhood trauma from having suffered it yourself and also having coached people through it? Yeah, definitely. And certainly from doing my podcast as well, where I'm speaking to other survivors. And that's why, you know, I've kind of, I've gone from, you know, focusing mainly on bullying, different types of of childhood traumas and abuse, because we're all affected in very similar ways. You know, we all have these sort of long-term effects that come from it, um, where, you know, I mean, for me, it was, you know, having my self-esteem be very affected and, and losing my confidence in myself, um, not being able to trust others, just, you know, overall, like not feeling very good about myself and, and who I was and, you know, having a lot of anger and resentment issues um, and having to, to kind of, you know, work through some forgiveness and things like that, you know, that just, they're just kind of a, a, a result of what you go through um, because you have this thing happen to you that's out of your control and you're so young and you're trying to figure out who you are. And it's just kind of, you know, inevitable that it messes you up along the way, you know, and then unfortunately you have to take time to sort that out and to do some healing to get past it. I'm really fascinated by the fact that you've gone through all of this and you touched on a really key point there about self-esteem and in your childhood years, that's where you build the foundation of your security. And that's, you know, your trust, who your tribe is, how you feel about yourself is a very key element of that. And because you had such an experience that really put that into question and put that into a place of darkness, how did you rebuild from that to get to where you are today? You know, it's a process and it just kind of happens uh, little by little over time. It's, it starts with, you know, just recognizing that you are worthy, you know, you're good enough and you start, you know, you start focusing on you and your life and what you want to create. And, you know, little by little, you start taking back control and you like you're living your life for you uh, rather than being controlled by what happened to you and, and by these other people that have affected your life. And, you know, for me, I mean, a big part of it was um, going off to college that kind of really, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't actually get like college, I commuted, but it still, it had, you know, a huge impact on me um, and allowed me to start, you know, feeling a little more independent and being able to feel good about myself, feel like I was accomplishing something. And then from there, I actually, I went off to Europe by myself, or I joined a a tour group with 50 people that I didn't know and traveled around Europe for two and a half weeks. And, you know, that was really scary at first, um, but I think it was, it was putting myself, you know, in that situation and getting through it really empowered me to feel like I could do anything. And where I did move away from home for the first time and was living on my own for the first time. And that had a a tremendous uh, impact on me as well and helped me kind of to rebuild that self-esteem and, and feel better about myself and feel like I can accomplish something. You know, those were kind of three main things that have helped me to rebuild my self-esteem. And then, you know, there's other small stuff as well. And it's just, you know, it's, it's focusing on the little things, you know, it's like maybe it's making sure that you take care of yourself, you know, like focus on 
you know, how your, you know, maybe, you know, your physical appearance or clothes that you're wearing, like little things that can make you feel a little better about who you are. And just slowly over time, you know, just continuing to do that, these practices and, and really focus on just creating that life for yourself and taking your, your power back that really help you to, to build that self-esteem and, and feel so much better about yourself. Taking your power back and, you know, taking care of yourself, I can see how that's two key things to really rebuild and refocus and begin the healing process to recover from that trauma. I'm wondering, Melissa, were there any kind of resources in people that helped you along the way as well? Well, you know, I mean, definitely a huge, um, you know, a person that's been a part of this um, was my therapist. Um, I went to therapy uh, around, it was about, see, the interesting thing with, with what happened with me was I didn't talk to anyone about what I had gone through years after it happened. And then it was a few years after that, that um, I got myself into therapy. And that was really helpful for me because I felt like, you know what, I could finally talk about this to someone in, in a safe environment. And and, you know, I had started to, to share a little bit about it with my mother uh, before I went into therapy. And then just, you know, being in therapy allowed me to get more comfortable just opening up about it and about, you know, just other issues as well. And, and just being able to speak freely about things that, that I was struggling with and, and being able to talk through them. Yeah, I mean, certainly just, you know, being able to, to have support of others, um, allowing other people you know, into my life and sharing with them, you know, what I've gone through and allowing them to kind of just be there for me and, and to support me has been, you know, really huge. And, um, and I, you know, I turned to personal development stuff, you know, I just started, you know, looking into other people who, you know, kind of gone through something similar. And, um, and that's what, you know, kind of inspired me to start the podcast and, and want to share the stories of others. Because I think when we can hear that you know, other people have, have gone through this stuff as well. It just makes us feel less alone because I felt very, for a while, you know, while I was trying to sort all this stuff out, you know, there, I think there are so many, um, and even, you know, now more so, um, you can find so many resources out there um, to help you. And just to know that, you know, you're not alone in what you're going through and things can get better and exposing yourself to those things and, and allowing yourself to, you know, to try different things, different tools that can help you in your healing, you know, are going to be so huge in helping you to, uh, to, to make progress in that, in that regard. Wow. So your podcast, It Gets Greener, obviously the title of it is to empower and also reassure that things do get better. So it's a very unique way of putting it out there. In the people that you've spoken to and the people that I'm sure that you've helped along your way, you know, obviously having someone to talk to really, really helps. If there is some form of advice you could give to anyone who's going through the similar experiences that you've gone through and obviously the people that you talk to your podcast have gone through, what could what would be that advice, Melissa? What advice would you give them? I think, you know, the biggest thing is to reach out, is to, to get that support because that was you know, the, a huge thing that was missing for me. And, you know, when you're going through it, you're feeling alone, you're not sure, you know, what to do. And I'm sure, you know, for a lot of people, I mean, there's that shame there as well. I mean, I certainly felt a lot of shame around what I was experiencing and felt like it was my fault. And so that made it even more difficult for me to reach out. But so first off, you know, know that 
what you're experiencing, you know, is not your fault and you don't deserve it. And, and find someone, you know, someone who you feel is safe, who you feel, you know, you can trust and reach out, reach out to receive that help. Because what happens if you don't, you know, this is what happened to me is you kind of set yourself up to create that, to become a pattern in your life. And, you know, next thing you know, you have some other issue come up that you're struggling through and you're not reaching out for help because you didn't do it before. You don't know how to do it. It doesn't feel safe. And then you're just going to, you know, continue to be struggling with things on your own and really just sabotaging yourself. And so the best thing is, you know, as, as hard as it may be, is to reach out and just start yourself to receive that support so that you know that you are worthy of receiving that support and that, you know, this isn't your fault and you can get the help that you need. Wow. That's some great words there, Melissa. I'd love to hear more about your podcast. Who do you have on the show? You've given us a bit of an insight, but what are some of the stories that have really empowered you? I'm sure that you hear some stories that make you probably cringe and and be sad about it too, but obviously people who talk on your podcast are survivors of of bullying, which is prominent in all shapes and sizes, unfortunately, all over Earth. So what are some stories that you've heard from people that you've spoken to that have been inspiring and I guess helpful and healing to your own journey? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I speak with people who, um, you know, come from different types of backgrounds and not just bullying. And yeah, I mean, certainly, I mean, it's, it's just crazy to think about, you know, the things that people have gone through and, you know, it just ties back to, you know, when you're going through it yourself, you feel so alone and you think you're the only one. Um, and then you hear about what other people experience as well. And you realize that, you know, these things are, are all too common. And so it's so great when people are, speaking up about it and sharing their stories and, and shedding uh, some light on these issues. Um, and I think, you know, I, I mean, just, just thinking about some of the, the stories that I've heard, um, you know, I mean, you have people who just have experienced, I think the more, the more difficult things is when, you know, someone experiences something like, let's say sexual abuse, you know, right from a very young age, you know, like, I mean, two, two years old, four years old, like just, they're so young. And they're like, that's all that they know. Right. And like, they don't know like any other, any other way in their life. And, and that, you know, can go on, you know, for, for the, you know, their entire upbringing. And, you know, that becomes just so ingrained in them, you know, things that, that being abused, the lessons that, you know, that has taught them, um, that it becomes just so difficult to, uh, to overcome that. And it's just so sad when, you know, I mean, for me, like I, I was bullied by other students, other kids my age, but when you have like, people have, you know, their parents deliberately hurting them, you know, that's just so tragic. Um, and that just creates so many other issues. And I think of, you know, when other people talk about being abandoned, and just, you know, just growing up in an environment where, you know, the, there's no stability there and they just, they don't know what, it, you know, what it's supposed to be like to be a kid. Yeah, it's just, it, it's just crazy to, to think about all these things that happen to people. When I hear about how my guests have gone through some of this stuff and they've been able to come out on the other end of it and, you know, they're doing really well today and they're, you know, out there you know, inspiring others. I mean, it just, it gives me so much hope for anyone who is struggling with anything right now. 
That's so true. That's very true, Melissa, about the different kinds of abuse that are out there. And, you know, sometimes it can come in people outside of our peers and people outside of our own age, which is also, I guess, a product of bullying itself, right? The barrel and the the cycle keeps going if it's not addressed in a particular stage in their life. I guess, having said that, are there any personal resources or personal, I guess, recommendations that you could have for anyone looking for these resources for help? Love to mention, um, you know, I have a resources page on my website where I have compiled, um, you know, some different resources that have helped me personally. And I think that, you know, are, are a great place for people to kind of to, to get started if they're looking for some, some guidance. So definitely recommend people, you know, check that out. That's at thegrassgetsgreen.com forward slash resources. Yeah. And of course, you know, and if you're in a, in a really bad place, I mean, definitely reach out to, the uh, suicide prevention hotline if you need support there. There's also a link for a, uh, a therapist search if you're looking for a provider. And just some other, uh, some other links that you know, I think uh, can be helpful as well. Fantastic. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure having your company on the Robert's Wish podcast. I wish you all the best in your coaching endeavors and thank you so much for striving to make this world a better place with what you offer and what you're talking people through. Thank you, Jenny. I appreciate it. Robert's Wish is an online community against bullying for both youth and parents. Visit www.robertswish.org.